0: The DadBod Project is here to help, educate and inspire Aussie blokes to reclaim their physical and mental strength. This
1: is the DadBod Project. The DadBod Project. Dad
0: Project. The DadBod Project podcast episode 19 and we're with a bloke today called Chris. We're just going to call him Chris. We're going to leave his surname out of it because... For a couple of reasons but you look some of the stuff we talk about today will be sensitive in nature and that might be a roundabout way of offering a trigger warning because we will um go into the depths of anxiety depression and, and we've got a, dec- a i guess a case here of a guy that was an extreme example which is really why we're talking to him because this is an inspiring story that is so in line with what we bang on about here at the dad bod project but chris is also one of our success stories and. We're just, that's why we're just so rapt to have a chat to him. And, and I don't uh, wanna in any way lay claim to the magnificent achievement that, you know, that is uh, on Chris's resume now, but um, but we're just so rapt that we were able to uh, have a hand in it um, and share that journey. And so Chris and I were just having a catch up and a chat yesterday. And I said, mate, I think it's time that the world knows about your story and we'll do it on the podcast. So we haven't had any other real preparation to this. Um, other than we've got a story where a bloke was as extreme as, uh, extreme are cases, cases I have seen in terms of anxiety and depression, and a guy, are you ready for this, folks, that lost 75 kilograms. So we're going to go into that. It's just magnificent. Chris, welcome to the DadBod Project.
1: Thanks for having me here, Rav. Cheers.
0: So your anxiety and depression was so bad that you, you pretty much lost the ability to speak
1: yeah, I, I couldn't speak. I was that far inside my own body. I was basically a prisoner, and I, I just—I was—I had so many thoughts going through my mind that when I, whenever I, I tried to speak, I just couldn't get the words out properly. Like sometimes I talk backwards in some cases. So what? yeah, just, yeah, I just couldn't couldn't communicate at all. It was yeah, it was pretty rough.
0: Did you? and again we're like i said this is sensitive in nature and we'll just go where you want and not where you don't yeah. on
1: air here mate um but yeah
0: y- did you know why you felt like that
1: why i felt like it um depression and anxiety basically was yeah 2 cold type thing and just yeah just being in a negative mindset all the time it basically dragged me down to that point where I couldn't feel any positive at all. But yeah, how have I got through all this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm here today. Yeah. Just what, to what tell it, my is,
0: story. it, yeah, you betcha, you, mate. A- absolutely. Um, and you were saying, I mean, your anxiety got that bad. You were calling the ambulance quite regularly because your heart was quite literally
1: pumping. Pulpitations. D- yeah. yeah. There was, I didn't, I couldn't drink alcohol. I couldn't drink coffee because it had just set it off. And at the time, I didn't know that I was going through anxiety, and uh, yeah, that's the yeah. most scariest thing because you think your heart's about to stop, and mm. in some cases, yeah. I did. I called the ambulance. Um, yeah, there was a, a patch there that I was. I kept calling them, and I could tell they were like a bit frustrated because I was yeah. wasting their time in a way, and, and it made me feel pretty bad as well, especially. When I was at the hospital and I was just sitting there because I'd calmed down after a while, but yeah, just you you don't want to waste people's time as well Mm. when you're in that type of environment. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's terrible.
0: I asked you why you felt uh, anxious and depressed. I mean, was that, did you feel in your mind that there was a root cause of that that was quite traceable? or was it just something that
1: was happening At to you the time, in your life? it wasn't. When you're in that type of space, you can't think of anything just in, in that moment, just like trying to survive. But now that I'm out, thank God, um, you, you look back and you can almost see where it started. Like in my childhood, I wasn't the best of upbringings, but I, it didn't come out until later when I was oh. older. When I was in my 20s. but it, 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 I could tell there was something wrong, especially through high school and that, but I never really um, delved into it. It was more, almost like it was masked for a long time until it was triggered by a certain event in my life and then all of a sudden I just spiraled downhill into that and then it felt like there was no way out. How long were you shit out for? shit house. Um, yeah. About a decade. Oh, my, wow. my 20s was the worst time of my life. My yeah, well wow, mate. And you
0: were at your heaviest, how,
1: what were you weighing in at? Um, I didn't know, but I know I was over 135 kilos when I left um, Mornington when we moved out of the house. And then after that, I actually, um, I went from six extra large uh shirt to a, a seven extra large shirt so i was actually okay. continuing to get bigger it's harder yeah. to breathe i felt like the state puff marshmallow man honestly the way i walked in that so,
0: yeah
1: yeah horrendous yeah so
0: you you know you're about i mean we would sort of touch on it you're about 150 something kilos by the yeah. sounds of things 100%. not that that matters but it sort of matters to just highlight i guess how far you've turned yourself around because you've lost like that
1: that's seven extra large to, to remind me where I've come yeah. from Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you
0: had a couple of pivotal moments, mate, and the first is that your Nan and I've met your Nan and um <laughs> she comes to our events with you and
1: whatever. Yeah, she's she's a dynamite. She bought you a treadmill. She did, yeah, for my birthday. Well, I spoke to her last night about it and she's like, No, it wasn't just for your birthday, it was for Christmas too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the old chill present. Yeah. What month is your birthday, mate?
1: On March. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's three months apart.
0: What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So you got a treadmill, and that was a life changing moment, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah. It, uh, it it's everything basically. I only just um got a new one, and um I felt a bit emotional getting rid of the, the older one because it it was yeah, always sure. there. See me change it was yeah (laughs) I'd never felt like like I was something inanimate would mean something so special to you but yeah after it was gone I was kind of a bit flat for a while but that's um um,
0: yeah (laughs) so you jumped on the treadmill and you quite literally started putting one foot in front of the other yeah
1: one foot in front of the other yeah that's all you can do yeah start small you don't I didn't when I first started I didn't really believe that I could actually do it and my grandmother I was talking to her about it yesterday she said I can't believe you actually got through it as well yeah and and when people ask me there's no like the events that I went to to see Trent and all that those were moments that helped me and it's always those small moments in life where you can learn something. And, and try and apply it to yourself. That That's basically what helped me get
0: through it. Yeah. So that moment you're referring to for the listeners is, you know, we run a lot of events with sports people and um, yeah. just, just, I guess, people of profile and not necessarily a profile in general where we talk about this sort of content where we're trying to help people. And you were at one of these events and you had a conversation uh, with Trent Cotchin, who is Richmond captain and myself about um just about focusing on what you can control and and you were telling me after that when we met like a year or two later that it was also um a really pivotal moment in your life yeah
1: yeah just focus on what you can control It, it basically made me let go of all the negativity in my mind and made me realize hang on i can i just have to put one foot in front of the other i can just start small. And that's what Trent Conchin spoke about in all his events. He didn't, after 2016 with his journey, he, the whole world was like on his shoulders. He almost lost captaincy. Everyone was saying, oh, Richard's no good. We're gonna have to rebuild and all that. But he he didn't, he didn't get frustrated. Like I would get frustrated in depression. He focused on just cutting back all the bullshit and just being honest with himself and everyone around him, and he just, yeah, he just said, "Come on, guys, let's just put one foot in front of the other, and and, and try and be happy instead of blaming someone or, or pointing a finger at someone, just, just something like that." It wasn't like a miracle that happened in 2017, Richmond, because that's basically what it, it was. Like entwined with me as well. It helped me um, realize that. You just have to focus on what you can control, and 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 take small steps in in trying to achieve a, a change, a positive change in your life.
0: Here is the punchline: we've got a guy here that was had depression and anxiety to the point where you couldn't even talk. You were double the body weight you should have been. You're essentially two blokes, mm. and this sounds so simple and almost silly. In terms of how we fix it, but yeah. the punchlines are this: focus on what you can control. And you were like, "I'm depressed, I'm anxious, and I don't know how to fix it, but I do know how to fix my physical health." Yeah. And you accepted that you're not going to do it in a day, but you're just going to st- you're just going to start, right? Marathon. And you'll have moments where you stop and give up. And you had five or so moments where you went, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah. this! This is not going to work." But then you went back and you kept going to the point that you lost half your body weight. And you fixed yourself to a point, and you were saying this when we were chatting yesterday or the day before, that you've gone from being that guy that is, there's no more extreme example of what we're talking about than this, to being Superman. (laughs)
1: No.
0: But that's how you described yourself. Like, I mean, and I I use the term Superman, but you feel now you're capable of anything and all but invincible, mate.
1: Getting through that was like... um, I, I learned so much about myself, what I can and can't do. But it, you don't have to stop it, can't. You can, you can just keep push, just keep pushing through. Like in my work, I, I if I get fatigued, I know I take a small break and I just keep going. Like, yeah. there's no limit to what you can do. It's yeah. just what, basically, if you believe you're no good, that's what's going to happen. But if yeah. you believe you can be more, then you will. You'll break the you'll break the ceiling. You'll yeah. you'll achieve things that you didn't think you could achieve in your entire life.
0: Sure, and you've achieved more than most because you've come from so far behind, mate. That's um, quite quite extraordinary. Um, but you don't just click your fingers. What you do is go right. Well, what can what what am I not in control of at this moment? What can I do? And you know, we we talk about putting one foot in front of the other. The other moral of that story too is though, and this is I guess that, that we something that we focus on in a lot of our conversations, you've got to do it yourself. You know, these are the what are the things that I am in charge of? No one else could do it. Well I'll just do these things and I'll just even if it's just a little bit today, we talk a lot about just getting a little bit better every day, whatever that is. Well, that's the other
1: punchline, isn't it? Yeah, you just you just do what you can in the moment and you just go from there i, I couldn't do 10 minutes on the treadmill and, yeah. and now i'm doing like 70 with ease yeah it's you just you've got to you've got to build the bridge to a better you basically and um mm. I, I know it sounds i like i know there's a lot out there that people are like oh put one foot in front of the other and that but it it's it's actually real like i lived it yeah and yeah. you only have to do small things you don't have to go Go out there and be Superman straight away. You can just, what what can I do today, and and get a routine in to try and um, better myself. Yeah.
0: This is the Dad Bod Project. One of the key pillars of the Dad Bod Project, and even the key pillar, is the link between physical and mental health, and we know that. There is no one-size-fits-all. We know that there is no magic pill, but we know that if you're physically in better shape, you're going to give yourself a better chance. How is it possible to explain in a few paragraphs, Chris, how that worked for you between your the improvement in your physical health and how that transposed, for want of a better term, into the I better love how you mental said health? Pill,
1: magical pill. Like I did try antidepressants, and I couldn't take them. Like, um, I actually started hearing voices in my head when I was taking them and that and, um, exercise to me is basically my medication. It's basically how I can get the best out of myself because I know if I exercise, I'm going to be the most positive and best version of myself that I can be. And I know if anything happens in my life, I know I, I have power to, to combat it and, and And get what I need out of it because when I was in a negative mindset everything was like a crisis no matter how small or big it was but now that I'm out of it I can I realized that I was blocking like positive all the positive in my life and and now it's just yeah I've just yeah it's hard to describe
0: I know our producer, Dean, who's listening to this, has already edited that last bit as the absolute best and golden moment of any of the work that we've done where you just talk about you could control your exercise, you did your exercise, and that's your meditation, that's your thing, and that's for a lot of our guys. That's the thing as well, irrespective of the challenges that they're facing, and no challenge is the same. Um, And we're not here to tell you that, that someone's challenge is worse than someone else's.
1: That's a shirt. Like, if you can take something away from what I did and just apply it to you, because that's basically what I did with those events from Trent Conscient and all that. I'd listen to their stories like Kane Lambert, Marlon Pickett, Getting a Second Chance. Just those stories helped me. And I took inspiration from those stories and applied it to what I needed to, to fit what I needed out of it. And it basically got me to where I am today. So if anyone mm-hmm. can take like a, any part of my story and apply it to theirs, then that's why I'm doing this. Just yeah. all the power to them. I, I, I was there. I, I hated it. It was it was hell. But um, if anyone can take what I've learned and just apply it to what they need, then yeah, I, yeah, I love
0: it. Yeah, Chris, it's been a um. I don't understate the term, it's been a real privilege to have been able to play a part in your story, which is you're a fucking hero, mate. It's just, it is, it is so spectacular what you've done, Um, even by just telling this, because you're a very, very quiet guy, you're a humble guy, so to be able to do this, and I know this isn't easy to sort of draw attention to yourself, um, but you know, so the fact that you've been, been able to do it. If there's anyone listening to this, is there any, I mean, you've probably already done it, but is there any sort of succinct message that you'd give to someone else who's battling for whatever reason and in whatever way that you'd give to someone?
1: Um, uh, I used to try and find, um, I'd go online, like there was one thing that I tried to separate from myself was the anxiety attacks. Because they were they were really terrible. I couldn't breathe when they happened, and
0: how long did they go for?
1: Oh, sometimes they'd go for hours. It was that wow. bad? Yeah, I couldn't. The one thing, the one thing that taught me was, I tried. I looked up a breathing exercise to try and calm my heart and all that, and. Yes. I realized that later on I I wasn't doing it right. So whenever you try and do something, try and do it properly as best you can. Because later on I went to my therapist and we did the exercise, the breathing exercise, and I didn't realize that I was actually clenching my jaw. Mm. And I was like that the whole time. I was like a a rock, and yeah. being being face to face with her, her doing it made me realise how I wasn't doing it properly. And the message that I I try to take out of that is, you, you can't do it alone. You you need that face to face. Like we're built, our brains are built to be social, and you really need that social connection with with anyone, with a dog or a, or a person. But to, to try and bring you out of it, you need you really need that face to face. And I was locked away, like I didn't want to meet anyone. I smelled really bad, like I'd shower and when I'd come out, I'd be sweating again. It was a terrible yeah. time. But you really, anyone you can speak to, try and do it face to face. Don't do it over a computer. Don't okay. try and help yourself over a computer. Just, yeah, grab hold of yeah. anyone close
0: by and yeah yeah um with all the work we do in the deadbolt project and with um i guess with and with the footy stuff that we do when those two are connected and i think a lot of people are probably thinking oh well it's just footy you know they're just footy stories with dumb footy players or whatever else you know and look and they're probably not wrong it is just footy but what is brilliant is that whether it be the richmond story or any other the stories we've told is how that has nothing to do with footy, has nothing to do with sport. They're just lessons that um, might be able to help people say, well, here was my experience, regardless of where I've come from, regardless of what I've done, here's what I did, here's what worked for me. And the fact that you're able to take something out of that and with the other work that we've done with you, um, it's just spectacular, mate. It's a a great story.
1: I was only a supporter when I first um, went to those events, but now I feel like Richmond's my family. Like yeah. it's that important to me. You just can't get rid of it. It's just entwined yeah. inside me. Yeah, bleed What's yellow it? and black.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. It's a good time to be part of that family. And uh, it is all Richmond fans for anyone that's listening, mate. Have you done your treadmill today? Have you done your walking so far?
1: Oh, uh, I'm just getting over COVID, but today, yeah, I, I'm I'm getting back on on the treadmill. How many
0: today. k's? How many k's is an average day? Just out of interest.
1: Um, I, I like to burn 1,000 calories, which is about 10 okay. kilometres. Wow, I like to. okay.
0: Because uh, for those that are following us, you'll know that we've got the um, the thing we're doing with Richo, which is the Dad Bod, the current Dad Bod Challenge, which is basically yeah. 2.7 mm-hmm. Ks a day over 365 days. Well, you'll yeah. smash that in a couple of months by the sounds of things, <laughs> mate. But um, good well, on I you. I sent you that Chris.
1: message.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, mate, yeah, you'll do it. You, you're already in Sydney. You, you're in Townsville by now, mate. But anyway, good luck to you. Um, <laughs> there's so much more to your story, Chris, uh, and there's so much more to your story that you know we've spoken about. off here that is just, it's just crazy, um, and yeah, I, you know. So knowing more about this story, it, it's uh, it's just spectacular to see yeah, the, who you are worldwide. now as a man. Um, and I'm just really wrapped that I got to have this conversation with you. And I'm I'm sure those listening uh, will feel the same, bud.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for sharing my message, Brad. I'm really appreciative of you and Richmond Football Club and everyone that's inspired me to lose all that weight. I'm, I'm really grateful. And, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, and by it. doing this, mate, you are passing the baton now.
1: <laughs> well, that's what Tri- I spoke to Trent about it. He goes, now it's your turn to help. So I feel like I am passing the baton on. And hopefully I, anyone listening can take away from it anything positive and, yeah, just be yourself.
0: Amen, brother. You go and hit the treadmill, right? I'll do the same.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. Peace out. Cheers. Peace.